So hey everyone, Heather Ashamara here, and yesterday was a new moon, and I want to talk a little bit about cycles, about staying connected to ourselves, about how we can really access a new way of doing things. So basic, every 28 and a half days, we go through one big cycle of the moon, and that is from a new moon, which means the moon and the sun are together in the sky, so you can't see the moon to the full moon, which means the moon and the sun are opposite each other, and the moon is at its brightest, and then back the cycle to the new moon. And most of us live our lives from a calendar, which has kind of random days in it, but the original calendar was a lunar calendar, was those cycles of 28 and a half days, and that you could look up to the sky and see where you were in the cycle. And half of that cycle is around building of energy. It's about from the dark moon to the full moon, more energy is increasing. There's more life available. There's more expression. We're building energy. So that's called the waxing moon from that half. And then the second half from the full moon back to the new moon is the waning moon where there's the energy starting to dissipate, where we're starting to let go. And when we come back into harmony with the cycles of both birth and death, of light and darkness, it's incredibly healing to our psyche because that's the way that life works is on cycles. So every new moon, I'm going to do a Facebook Live on a particular subject and the same thing with the full moons. And I might do maybe interviews on the full moon and sharing on the new moon. We'll see. We're going to keep it open to how it unfolds. But I'm excited to just spend time with you every new moon and every full moon and with the community and to deepen our relationship, to answer any questions that you have, to engage, to share. So new moons are a great time to set intent. And the word, uh, the theme that we've been working on this moon cycle is create, and this idea of what is creativity. And that in our cycle of creativity, it's not like creativity is this fire hose that's either on full blast or it's off. Sometimes it can feel like that, like either I'm connected to my muse or my muse is completely vacant and not here. But what I've seen is that you can cultivate a relationship with creativity. You can call creativity in and dance with it. And that it also comes in unexpected ways as well. But that what we're aiming to do is really to live a creative life. It's not about just if you are a writer or if you're a painter or if you are a food person. It's really about how are you living your life? How are you crafting your experience so that when obstacles or challenges or fabulous things show up in your life, you're responding to them creatively from a really centered place that invites wonder, invites curiosity, invites questioning of what else is possible here. That's creativity in action. What else is possible here? What can we open up to? What can we explore? And it's like calling back that little kid part of yourself. So as little kids, when you watch little kids, 
they are immensely creative. You can give them a rock and a stone and they'll make something with it. And as adults, we tend to get more solidified. We tend to get less creative because we start learning the rules of who we think we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be. So we actually get less creative often as we get older or we believe that we're not creative. And as I wrote about in my blog post yesterday, there's Brene Brown interviewed a bunch of people around shame wounds from childhood and found that 85% of the people that she interviewed had something happen in school when they were in high school or younger than that, where they felt shamed and that where it had a deep effect on their life. And that 50% of those people, the shame was around creativity. That's a huge number. So there's lots of us out in the world that have shame and old wounding around either being told we weren't creative or that we were doing it wrong or that it wasn't good enough. And because of that, we have a hard time really owning and claiming our creativity. We tend to then diminish our creativity or not believe that it's really true or that it's really valuable in the world. Now, I have a friend who is a really incredible artist, really beautiful artist, and yet she still believes, she still says, she's working on this, but she'll say, I'm not really an artist because I just put things together. But what else is an artist but somebody who puts things together? I just went to a really spectacular exhibit at the Guggenheim in New York. And the Guggenheim is this crazy building where it's a circle. There's rooms off of it, but there's one big main hallway that circles all the way up the building. And this exhibit was built around that circle, all in the, in the hallways and built into the walls. And it was objects, it was from a man, um, what is his name? I'll have to go look it up. But he was so cool. He had collected things over his lifetime. He was born in Vietnam, but then his family fled Vietnam during the war, or right after the war, and they ended up in Denmark. And he collected things that were connected in some way to the Vietnam War or to being displaced. And it was all of these objects that were either found or purchased that were juxtaposed with each other throughout the museum, throughout these six different floors. And things from letters from Henry Kissinger writing to somebody who worked for the New York Times and them talking about the ballet while the whole, all this stuff is happening in the background with Cambodia and Vietnam. There was a chandelier. There are actually three chandeliers, two that were hanging and one that was pulled apart and laid across the floor that were in the hotel that where the peace treaty was signed for the uh, Vietnamese War. So it was things that had some small connection or a large connection. And yet when they were all brought together, it was stunning. And here's the thing. Our lives are like this. Our lives might seem like these completely disparate sections, these different things that happen that don't have a connection. But we, as the artists, get to look back at our life and see how they 
come together, how they are connected, what the thread is that runs through all the different experiences that we've had, and how those experiences, even the most challenging ones, create who we are today. That they're actually the food that creates the being that we are now. And when we can look at our entire lives, past and present and future, through the eyes of an artist, through the eyes of creativity, then we can see how much we've learned, what the gifts are in each of the different vignettes, each of the different stories. And we can learn how to weave our stories together so that it's art rather than baggage. When we're not conscious, when we're not being creative, we are carrying the past with us. It's heavy. It drags us back. It, we're constantly looking back at where we've been. And it's a, a weight. It's a huge weight. And our actions in the present are then being dictated by the past. And if any of you are chatting, just so you know, I think I cannot see the chat, which is a bummer. But I'm waving to you anyway. And I'll come back and read all your chats later. How's that? So this place of pulling the weight of the past means that our choices in the present are informed by what happened in the past. And it's not only our past. It's the past of our ancestors. It's the past of the ones who walked before us. It's the what we've learned from the culture that we were in, what we learned from our peers, what we learned from our parents, when we learned from our church, all of that is then informing our choices. But we didn't take those on consciously. And often we're relating to them from an unconscious way. We're just doing what we know to do. We're passing forward the same actions in different ways that our grandparents or that our parents have brought forward because we're carrying the energy. And so to live a creative life means to do the work to clean up the past, to gather that energy instead of it being garbage, instead of it being trash, instead of it being baggage, that we take it and we create it as art, that we reuse it, that we juxtapose it in different ways, that we make it ours. And by making it ours, then we're being creative with it. We may still have things to unwind and, and need to undo the stories or the old energy, but we're looking at it really differently. Because instead of, this is just the way I am and I don't have any choice, we're now saying, I am in creative relationship with my world and I get to choose how I want to put things together which is really beautiful hey Leia and hey Lisa yay so coming back to this place of creativity the more that we clean the past the more spaciousness we have to be a vessel to listen to not only our own creative spark and impulse but also the creativity that's flowing all around us. And one of my 
favorite, favorite stories about this is from Elizabeth Gilbert in her TED Talk about creativity. And she talks about, she starts to ponder this idea of that there's creative energy that's flowing around us that's kind of neutral of whether who it goes to. And she points to this story of a woman who is a poet who was also a farmer. And this woman told her the story where she would be in the fields farming, planting, and she would feel the poem coming from the distance towards her. And she would turn and start running back to her cabin to make it to the cabin before the poem hit. So when the poem hit, she would be sitting with a pen and paper and could write it down. And she said the times when she didn't make it back to her desk, she could literally feel the poem flying past her and going someplace else. And I really believe as we create more spaciousness in ourselves, as we heal those old creative shame wounds of that we picked up, that we're more available to the creativity that runs through life. And, you know, sometimes people will say to me, because I'm always working on a book and I have the next book and people are like, how many books are you going to write? And my answer is, I don't know. There's so many to write. I have, I get downloads constantly about books and I know I'll never be able to do all of them in this lifetime. There's just no doubt. But I'm constantly, I mean, sometimes I have to say, okay, guys, you have to slow it down. Like too much input too much information. And I believe all of us can have this relationship with creativity, that it's by clearing, cleaning, making space that we then start having the downloads. And we can choose how much download and how much, how little download, you can put it that way, that you want to have. So sometimes people can feel like they don't want to get overwhelmed. So Sometimes when you open up those creative portals that you're dreaming, like suddenly you have lots of dreams or you have lots of ideas or you're constantly getting downloads. And there's a way that you can open the portal to allow more in and you can also slow the portal down and say, hey, less information, please. And that you can then navigate how much information or how little information you want to bring in that it's up to us and it's also not up to us. We're also just part of something that's so much greater than us, which is beautiful. So navigating the cycles, navigating our creativity and planting new seeds for this cycle. So the cycle that we're in right now, the new moon was in Taurus. And, you know, one of the the easiest ways to look at that is, is, Each of the moons have a different flavor of energy. And this flavor of energy is really about getting into the body, about being grounded. So this is a good time to set intent for how can you nourish your body in a good way? How do you creatively nourish your body? How do you exercise in a good way that works with your body? How do you eat the kind of foods that your body needs? How do you get enough rest? Just the basics this would be a great time to start focusing on that, of getting really grounded and present in your body in a new way. And then when the full moon comes, then we'll explore this idea of what do you want to let go of? And that's the gift of working in the cycles is that we come to really honor both the 
birthing part of the process, the bringing in, the gathering, as well as the releasing and the letting go. So I want to share my upcoming adventure with all of you. And this is something else I'll do in the Facebook Lives is just give a taste of where I'm at as well. So I'm packing. Get ready. So this is my apartment in New York. Those are all my books. That's basically all books. <laughs> my world is books and rocks. And this is all the stuff. Do, 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 do. Yay. That's going to be moving in with me on my RV. So I just bought an Airstream. And I'm going to be starting that adventure in the middle of July, where I'll be moving into the Airstream and traveling. And for now, I'm just in packing mode. And that is actually an incredibly creative process. So in the, the cycles, we're always in phases of birthing something and letting go. So right now, I'm in the phase of working, birthing a book and birthing this new way of living, which is living on the road. And at the same time, I'm letting go of an apartment that's been really lovely and the, you know, grieving the loss of that and just honoring that this place held me safe and now I have to release it to whoever the next person is. And that one of the ways when we're in a phase of, of creating and letting go is to really ask yourself, why are you birthing the thing that you're birthing? What's your focus? What's your intent? And when you're letting something go, what are you letting it go to create space for? You know, when I first started beginning the packing, I started getting overwhelmed of like, why am I leaving this space? I love this space so much. And then I remembered, right, sweetie, you're leaving the space because you're not here that often and because there's other things that are calling you. And so the moment I went back to, I have a purpose. I know what I'm doing. I might not know why I'm doing it or how it's going to unfold, but I know that there's a focus that I have. That really helps. And so get clear and continue to explore what is your intent in your life right now? What are you birthing? Where do you want to put your energy towards? And then also play with, at the same time, what are you letting go of to birth something? Because they happen simultaneously. There's always some letting go of when we're birthing, and there's always some birthing no matter how big the let go is. That's what it means to be in the cycle, is that it's not black or white. And our brain really prefers things to be black or white. Hardly anything's black or white, except for the color black and the color white. Everything else is shades of gray, is nuances, is subtleties, is a combination of release and surrender and action and clarity. There's going to be times in our life when we don't know what's next, when we're in the mystery. And there's going to be times in our life when we're clear and we have really clear direction. And both are beautiful. There's not one that's better than the other, really. You know, sometimes the most confusing, chaotic times in our lives are the most creative as well. Bring up the most creativity because everything's getting stirred. My friend Matthew just shared the etymology of the word mess. This is so fun. So I'll just bring this to you. We just had lunch. And the word mess comes from a word missin, which means 
the place where people feast, the place where people come to get together to feast. And it's like the mess hall. The word mess hall comes from that word. And another word that's connected to it is the word shambles. And shambles was a place where meat was cut. So it's where the butcher would cut the meat. And some of the butcher shops around are still called, you know, something shambles, because that's, that was the physical term. But when you're some, our life is in shambles, it's because all the pieces are being cut apart. And it looks like it's a mess, but you can make a feast out of it. And it really, in creativity, in life, sometimes the messiest times, the times that feel the most out of control, that feel the most confusing, that, that we feel like we're just being dragged around, or that we don't know how to put things back together again, those are really rich times. And to be able to be willing to sit in the middle of the chaos to allow the creativity to come forward. You know, always in a, a process of transformation, when you are birthing something, when you're planting a seed and then birthing it, there's almost always a time when you question what you're doing. When you think, this isn't coming together how I wanted it, this isn't working, this is scary. And it's at those times that we need to stay steady that we need to stay really steady with ourselves and be in the mess and hold the intent that we're going to make a feast out of the mess. So as I'm surrounded by boxes and packing materials and stuff all over the place in my house, I have to keep reminding myself there's a purpose for the mess. Let it be chaotic. It's okay. It'll come together. And the other lesson that, that I've been learning that I'll share with you is to keep going one little step at a time. I talk about that all the time, that it's about little baby steps. And so when you feel like you're in a birthing process and it's messy or it's chaotic, don't get overwhelmed by the big picture. That's not a time to do the big picture because the big picture just feels crazy. That's really a time to say, okay, come down small. What's the next step? What's the next area? Now, when I get overwhelmed, I'll just stop and say, okay, pick a room. I mean, it's kind of funny because I have a studio apartment, so there's one room. But pick an area. So I'll say, okay, kitchen. I'm going to pack the next phase of the kitchen. And then suddenly it becomes manageable again because now I'm just going to pack the top shelf of the kitchen. Easy. The moment that I start looking at the whole thing, it's overwhelming. The moment that I say, open up the bathroom drawer, sort and pack that drawer, it's simple. Creativity is messy, and that's part of the gift of it, is that it brings us in relationship with the unfamiliar. It inserts chaos into structure, which we need to grow. We don't grow through creating structure. We grow through having there be chaos that's bigger and then creating the structure around that. But it's the chaos that stretches those structures that we create, that we think, oh, I've got this nailed. I really understand. I've got it. It's the chaos that creates the opportunities for growth. And my prayer for you is that you 
seek out your own creativity, that you really focus on letting your past be a beautiful carving or a beautiful painting or a beautiful movie of art that is what created who you are today and that you find uh, the thread that weaves them all together and that you see your past with new eyes and that by doing that you get released from the burden of your past by dra of dragging your past with you that suddenly your past is part of your creative jo joy and that it helps you inform your next choices and guides you with great love. Keep making spaciousness in your life for creativity to come through because it's there waiting for you. It's like a million birds flying and anytime that you look up, you can see the wings of creativity coming towards you if you're willing to see with those eyes. And sometimes that creativity is for you. Those wings are coming directly for you and you catch them. And sometimes they're gonna fly by and just wave. Okay, well, that one's not for me. May somebody else pick that one up. Let it go, bless it on its way out. And then open again to what's your piece to do. What's your offering? What's your gift? And really, your gift is your life, how you're living your life. It's not necessarily what you're producing. That's secondary. Your gift is the people that you're touching. Your gift is how you're deepening your relationship with yourself. Your gift is your courage and your compassion. All of these things are your gifts. So keep letting go of what you think creativity should look like and really plant the seed, this new moon, for what kind of creativity you want to focus on, what you want to cultivate and craft and grow in your life. Thanks so much for joining me. Many, many blessings to you on this new moon. May you have some good, fabulous dance party. I'm going to post a really fun song um, on this video. So if you want to have a dance party, I call them creative dance parties. So if I get stuck in something that I'm doing, I'll just get up, put a really good song on, and then let myself dance and express and move and be chaotic. And that usually will shake the energy out so that I can go back to what I was doing. So random fun dance parties, super helpful. All my love to each of you. Mwah. Take good care. Bye.